Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Saquon Barkley is back with the Giants on a one-year deal. Whether or not it was the right thing for Saquon, well, it's clear that it wasn't. But what about the Giants? The Giants made an unbelievable deal here. And now we have to talk about what this actually means for their season. We want to hear from you on it at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Are the Giants right now playoff contenders? Canty, let me put it to you pretty simply. No. They're not, and I understand that this changes the dynamic of their offense, but Saquon was never sitting out this year. I don't think they're better than the Cowboys. I don't think that they are a third wild card team around what I would call a very weak NFC. Uh, they're certainly the third best team in the division, and the Commanders, as you were talking about uh, prior to the show, have an excellent defense. They don't have a quarterback, but they have an excellent defense, uh, I no, don't no, think you said that- excellent defense. They have a championship caliber defense. The Washington Commanders defense last year was the third total defense, was mm. third in total defense in the NFL. Third. third. Championship caliber then. All right. Yeah. Makes it even harder. Then we've got, you know, Minnesota and Detroit. I expect both to be in the postseason. The NFC South is a mess, but you could still talk about the Saints in the discussion, and you have to talk about the Seahawks and the 49ers. I don't think the Giants are a playoff team, especially when you consider, Chris. I don't think they're a whole lot better than last year. Last year, they played against the 31st-ranked schedule, and they won nine games. This year, Mm -hmm. schedule goes from 31st to 19th. Gets tougher. It's not insurmountable, but it gets tougher, and I don't think they got so much better that all of that's out the window. No, it didn't. And so uh, I think the Giants they're they're going to have they're going to have some struggles. Now, based on the opponent's win percentage in 2022, big fella, I'm seeing that the Giants are tied for the fourth toughest schedule in the National Football League behind the Cowboys, Patriots, Dolphins and Eagles. So that's what they're looking at in 2023. And if you consider the fact that this team was relatively healthy last year, their key cogs were on the field by and large for the most part all 17 games. If you look at what happened last year in terms of their ability to win close ball games, Carlin, including the postseason, they won nine one-score games last year. Now, I get it that that's a product of coaching, but you can't anticipate being on the right side of that many one-score games in the 2023 season. Like, it just doesn't happen year over year. That's one of the hardest things to repeat. So I, I just I see a world where I, where the Giants could take a step back especially considering how you have other teams in the landscape of the conference that are looking to ascend. Think about teams like the Detroit Lions, the Seattle Seahawks, who I think can challenge for the NFC West and dethrone the San Francisco 49ers. Those teams are going to be good. The Washington Commanders are going to be right there. The Dallas Cowboys are going to be right there. So if you can tell me that the New York Giants are definitively better than the second-place team in the NFC East, the NFC North, and or the NFC West, then I'll tell you that they're a playoff team. 
But I can't in good conscience say that the Giants, from a talent standpoint, are better than any of those teams that are going to be in no, at that point in their standing. So I just don't see it for the Giants in 2023. I think everybody needs to acknowledge what happened last year was the Giants being a year ahead of schedule. I'm not sure that that, that is going to be a formula of what we saw them do last year and how they won games. I don't know that that's going to be sustainable year over year in 2023. Canty, you're dead on right about the strength of schedule. It was my mistake. I looked at the wrong one. It was not 19th. It is tied for fourth. You're 100% correct on that. And even to further the point, as you're talking about being a year ahead of schedule, we see this sometimes with teams that get new head coaches, where they walk in, there's no doubt that the culture was changed, as they say, And Brian Dable absolutely did everything he could with the roster that he had. He maximized that talent to get the most out of it that he could. But so many times, and we mentioned a few of them yesterday, Eric Mangini, Todd Bowles, where guys have really good first years where they might win nine, ten games, but it's very clear that the roster is going to take a step back before it's going to take the two steps forward. And I have felt all along that that was the case with this giant team. Yeah, I I mean, that's the thing. I I look at the roster and I like a lot of the pieces. Defensively, I think there's some work to be done uh, in terms of what that defensive front looks like, being able to provide consistent edge pressure. This is a huge year for Kayvon Thibodeau, his second season with the Giants. I get it, he had injuries. Last year during the preseason, got him off to a little bit of a slow start. He's going to have to be a, a, a premier edge pressure player. Aziz Ojolari is going to have to continue to be, you know, an 8-10 to 10 sack guy annually. You're going to have to have more of those young players on the defensive side of the ball step up because that's the area where I think the Giants can improve the most. Like De- Deontay Banks, their, their rookie first-round pick that's going to be slotted in to play corner opposite of Adoree Jackson. Xavier McKinney who's in effect in a contract year. Like, those guys are going to have to play really, really good football. But beyond all of the obvious things, big fella, the Giants aren't sneaking up on anybody this upcoming season. No. They had that benefit last year. Nobody knew what to expect. Nobody knew the offensive and defensive systems that Mike Kafka and and Wink Martindale were going to run respectively. Now you got a full year of tape on the offensive system and personnel and the defensive system and personnel for the Giants. You don't think other clubs, especially teams in the NFC East, are going to adjust to that? Come on, man. Like, I, like th- There are some things that I want to give the Giants credit for, like being able to have some stability, being able to have a really good coach, how good they were in situational football last year. Those are all good things. But when you just look at the talent on this team in comparison to some of the other teams that we think will be playoff contenders in the conference – they just don't stack up. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Are the Giants a playoff team in 2023, especially off the news that Saquon Barkley has signed a one-year deal with the team at $11 million? At least that's the number that he can reach with incentives. And those incentives all include, whether it's 1,300 yards, 1,350 yards, uh, whether it's 65 catches, they all include the Giants having to make the playoffs. And 
Saquon does not get assurance from the team that they will not franchise tag him next year. Let's hear Kmart from this morning. Kimberly Martin, ESPN NFL reporter on this relationship. When I think about Saquon and the Giants, I think of a married couple that is frustrated. Uh They have harbored resentments, but they still want to be together. Like they still go to bed at night. They go to bed angry, Uh but they're still going. They're still going to bed right Mm. together. The fact that the Saquon situation dragged out for so long was disheartening because they both said, we want we want him. And he says, I want to be with you, too. I think this is a good step. I don't I don't think you just you just completely erase those hard feelings. Saquon is more valuable to the Giants than he is anywhere else. That's the reality. Canty, here's the other thing, though, that I want to know. If they are that married couple that's not happy with one another, but they are staying together. Is Saquon still going to harbor some resentment showing up? I don't know how he can. I don't know how he can because he agreed to the deal, but at the oh, that's same not time, stop him from feeling away. Hmm? That's not going to stop him from feeling away. I, I would think. I mean, think about it. I mean, Daniel Jones got forty million dollars a year this offseason with eighty-two million guaranteed, and he threw a grand total of fifteen touchdown passes. You think Saquon ain't going to feel away about that? He should. When he was the engine for that offense. He absolutely is going to feel away. My problem, though, is he agreed to this. There's nothing he can do about it because he made this bet. He was the one that declined the multi-year deal for around 12, 12 12.5 million per last year during the regular season when they were negotiating. He turned that deal down. And as a result, the Giants were forced to do something that they didn't want to do, which was commit that kind of money to Daniel Jones. But once they did that, they didn't have to worry about the position that they put Saquon Barkley in. They just put the franchise tag on him and go year for year. They had more questions about Daniel Jones than they did Saquon Barkley. But because Daniel Jones is the quarterback and Daniel Jones signed a contract first, then guess what ends up happening? Saquon Barkley gets bullied by the team because they have the franchise tag as a weapon you can use. I, I don't. Here's the thing. I don't feel bad for him. But I can understand why the player can feel a way when he's walking into training camp. There'll be a chip on Saquon Barkley's shoulder. The question is, does he use that as fuel to Mm. benefit the team? Or does it become a point of contention between him and the organization in something that permeates throughout the locker room? Like, that's the one thing that you worry about. Could this be a negotiation that upsets the chemistry that the Giants were able to build last year First season with Brian Dable and Joe Shane. I think it has the potential to, but again, we have to wait and see. We haven't seen Saquon in this kind of situation before. This this is going to be fascinating to watch. And, you know, does it become, like, who was it, Canty, that we uh, knocked last year, or at least people knocked last year, I should say, when um, uh, Lamar Jackson, where late in the year there were – Teammates that were quietly saying, you know, maybe he can play right now, but he's not out there playing. You know, is Saquon going to be that guy where there's a little hamstring tweak and instead of playing, mm, you know what? Maybe I'm going to sit this one out. I mean, you have to wonder what that would look like. Now, I mean, I, I don't know what ends up happening with the Giants and with Saquon, mm. but this one-year proposition, this is, this is going to be awfully interesting. You know, what happens if Saquon Barkley, you know, decides that, you know, he's close to free agency and decides he wants to execute a hold in? Like, you you just don't know 
what this one-year situation is going to be. But the fact that he's reporting to training camp on time is a good sign for the Giants because that's, that means that the player is invested in this team's success. He, he could have played out the string and not reported until right before weeks one, week one, the first game, and gotten his full $10.1 million salary. But the fact that he made it a point to come to training camp on time, I think that shows the sports character of the player, and this is the Giants taking full advantage of that. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. There is so much going on. Money is being thrown around all over the place, uh, except to Saquon Barkley. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. We're coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. So, are the Giants a playoff team? Your calls, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We hear from you in just moments and a massive, massive contract that has just been doled out. We'll get to that as well. Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Let's go do our job, man. NFL Nation Two-A-Days. Time is here. On ESPN Radio, the Arizona Cardinals. Blue 58, go. Josh Weinfeld, the Arizona Cardinals. As the Cardinals begin training camp this week, the biggest storyline, without a doubt, will be the status of quarterback Kyler Murray. 
Out since December with a torn ACL, Murray has been fiercely rehabbing his right knee, but there isn't a time frame for his return. Head coach Jonathan Gannon has said Murray won't play till he's physically and mentally ready, which means Murray's every move will be watched at camp. Every time he steps on the field, every time he jogs, and every time he throws will be broken down and dissected in an effort to glean any tidbit of information about his status for the 2023 season. Countdown to kickoff with NFL Nation Two-A-Days on ESPN Radio. Your calls in three minutes on Saquon Barkley making the Giants a playoff team. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water, see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. Canty! Let's talk Cardinals football because we're contractually obligated, I believe. <laughs> oh, my God. Canty, here's, here's – I have the sign for the outside of the stadium. What's Capitulate that? for Caleb. <laughs> that's what it is. I like it. Capitulate I mean, that's essentially what they're Caleb. doing, right? Uh, Tell us you're tanking without telling us you're taking. Yep. And that's essentially the offseason that the Arizona Cardinals have had. Now, what I will say is – I like the moves they made during the draft, being able to move up and down the draft board, acquire more draft capital while in the process getting a mainstay or what will be a mainstay on the offensive line, Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State. I think he's going to be an outstanding pro. Um, we, We were walking back the night after doing the first round of the draft and the guy was seen hugging his family members, and he still had the Arizona Cardinals draft hat on. Can't he and you're talking about it being 1 o'clock in the morning. He still had it on Kansas the next City. morning at breakfast. <laughs> that, that, that's what I'm saying. So clearly the guy was excited about being an Arizona Cardinal. But I think that was the right move for them, and this is a long-term approach, right? Because Kyler Murray is not going to be healthy for week one. And so I'm not sure if this team is going to have what it takes in order to compete in the NFC and try to get to the postseason. So the next best thing is to tank and put the pieces in place that are not only going to benefit your team for 2023, but are going to benefit your team for the long term. And so with the additional draft capital, with with all of the losing that they're going to do this year, I think they set themselves up nicely to not only draft a young quarterback, a signal caller in 2024, but to have a strong supporting cast around that 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 new quarterback, because I think this is Kyler Murray's last year as the guy for the Arizona Cardinals under center. And we don't, as you were alluding to, we don't know when we're even going to see him at this point. Uh, Canty, the over under regular season wins for the Cardinals. I'm going to go four and a half. Yep, I'm taking the under, and I'm running. Hold on, it's four and a half. I believe it is. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. Pat, Pat's, Pat's self on back yeah. with that one. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody in the NFL knows it. It's probably one of the worst-kept secrets. The Arizona Cardinals aren't going to be good at football in 2023, and they're breaking in a new head coach and, and new coordinator. So I just this is going to be a struggle, but I think there's going to be a purpose to the losing and that being finding a quarterback that they can transition to away from Kyler Murray. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We're in for Greeny, and we're presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. A historic deal in the NBA we get to in just 10 minutes. First of the calls, Drew is up first. Drew, what's going on, bud? You're on ESPN Radio. Hey, how you guys doing? Great, how are you? I'm doing great, man. What do you got? 
So uh, I was answering the question about if the Giants are a playoff team, you know, this year, and I think absolutely they are. Uh, you know, with uh, I know that you know they just signed that one year with Saquon, and you know, I just got to say Daniel Jones this last year, man. I mean, I've always you know been kind of iffy, but I mean he ran like crazy last year. You know, got us a lot of you know major third down conversions, and you know with Brian Dable just breaking in and did a great job last year. You know, I haven't doubted the Giants ever since, you know, Eli took us to the Super Bowl twice. And, you know, we had terrible records those years. Yeah, um, that's a you know, long we're just one time of those ago, teams. Cowboy. <laughs> that, is a, that is a long time ago, and thanks for the call. That is 12 years ago. And I, I know what you're saying about Jones and everything he's capable of. I keep going back to this. They are not markedly better than they were last year. It's not like they went out and made a ton of major moves. Waller helps. Darren Waller helps if he can remain healthy. There's no question. But the schedule is a lot more difficult. Canty told you earlier, it is strength of schedule number four in the league. Last year, they were number 31, and they won nine games. Let's hit Dustin next on ESPN Radio. Dustin. What's going on, fellas? Um, I feel really bad for Drew, the previous caller, because he's way too optimistic about this giant squad. If you take a look <laughs> at what they did last year, they went 9-7-1, and one, and eight of those nine wins were all won by one possession. One possession. Their one blowout win was against the, the, the pathetic Colts at the very end of the season. And if we're going to be honest with ourselves, they're lucky to be the, be the third best team in the NFC East, and I could think of at least four other teams that could get that third wild card way easier than the Giants. They have no wide receivers to be afraid of. Yes, they added Darren Waller, so the teams are going to they're going to obviously they're going to cover him like flies on, you know what? And yes, Barkley's going to help them move that ball, but Daniel Jones, he's due for some regression and Dave all had some fool's gold up his behind. I think they're due for a big regression this year and they may get lucky to be third in the, in the division. Canty, that the one thing we've talked about when it comes to defenses and you have made this point many times is how difficult it is for a defense to continue to play at such a high level for a second year in a row. If the Washington Commanders defense does that, the Giants could finish last. Well, I think my point was a defense being able to take away the football and be at the top of the league for consecutive years. Now, we saw the Dallas Cowboys do that in the last two years. Last time a defense has led the league in takeaways two years in a row, you got to go back to 73-74 Pittsburgh Steelers. So that doesn't happen. But when you talk about solid defenses, I do think that's something that you can replicate year over year if you have the right personnel, you have the right scheme. And that's exactly what the commanders are bringing to the party. You look at the Washington defense and the Giants defense from a personnel standpoint, it ain't even close. It's not close. No. The Cowboys defense in comparison to the Giants defense, it's not close. The Eagles defense. So from a defensive standpoint, it is not close between where the rest of the teams in the division are and where the Giants are at. What has to make the difference for the Giants is the offensive side of the ball. And I'm just not there yet with Daniel Jones, which is why I see a world where the Giants could be on the outside looking into the playoffs. Zach is up next on ESPN Radio. Zach, what do you think? Hey, what's up? Uh, there's only one way that the Giants are going to win the Super I mean, make the playoffs next year. That's if the Cowboys are like 2-15. and 15. That's not going to happen. They got four guaranteed losses against the Cowboys and Eagles and a big daddy Jack still in the division and dominating like he usually does. The Giants don't stand a chance. Zach, 
Don't ever say Big Daddy Dak again. Yeah, I was about to say. Don't ever say it again. <laughs> Those 15 picks were pretty dominant last year. Yeah. They were, weren't they? They had 35 turnovers in 31 games, last 31 games. Let me, can I just say Dak. this? Can I, can I just dominant say this? Dominant at giving the ball away. That comment, that nickname, that whatever that was, is why people hate Cowboy fans. <laughs> That's it. Big it's true. Daddy Dak. Oh, my God. Oh my God! Don't ever said no one ever before that last caller. (laughs) Said no one ever before that last caller. Oh my lord! That was bad. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. bad. But but you know what though? To 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 the point that the previous caller had made, big fella. When it comes to the Giants' playoff prospects, they're not winning the division. Can we agree on that? Yeah, absolutely. We can. They're not winning the division. So at, at best, you're talking about them competing for second place in the NFC East. Are they better than the Cowboys? No. Are they better than the Commanders? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I don't think so from a talent standpoint. But just looking at the other teams in the NFC, I mean, the, the NFC North division winner, I'm picking Minnesota. A lot of people are picking Detroit. But those teams are likely to finish 1-2. Are the Giants, from a talent standpoint, better than either one of them? No. I mean, you look at the NFC West, San Francisco and Seattle. Those People are picking those teams to finish 1-2 in that division. Are the Giants better than either one of them? I don't think they are. So, I mean, that's where I struggle to find where the Giants fit into the 2023 playoff picture. Because from a talent standpoint, they're not on par with a lot of other teams. Now, they do have a coaching advantage because Brian Davo proved that last year. But I don't know that he's going to be able to be the difference when it comes to trying to overcome the talent disparity that he's going to be up against with other teams in the conference. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776 are the Giants, now a playoff team. The lines are open for you, plus a historic contract has just been handed out. We will get to that. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Greeny, the podcast. 
Hey, let's go do our job, man. NFL Nation Two a Day. Time is here. On ESPN Radio. The Indianapolis Colts. Blue 58. Go. I'm Stephen Holder covering the Colts. The biggest story in Indianapolis is the expected quarterback battle between Gardner Minshew and rookie Anthony Richardson. Minshew comes in with a slight advantage. He's a veteran, and he played in Shane Steichen's offense last season in Philadelphia. For Richardson, he's got an experience to overcome as he started only one season at Florida. But he's got the superior athleticism, not to mention a big throwing arm the Colts hope can supercharge their offense. We'll get some answers in training camp and through the preseason, and the winner will start week one. Countdown to kickoff with NFL Nation Two-A-Days on ESPN Radio. I couldn't be more disappointed in us, by the way. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can, of course, watch Greeny on the ESPN app by, you know, clicking on the app, going to watch, and there we are. It's not hard to find. Canty, we're doing the Indianapolis Colts right now. Of course, Mm -hmm. Shane Steichen is their new head coach, the offensive coordinator for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles last year. And we did the Cardinals a few minutes ago, and the Eagles' former defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, is their head coach. And how did we possibly forget? (laughs) (laughs) How did we forget? How did we forget? We had just a terrible job by us. Terrible. Yeah, I don't know how it was possible. We uh, missed the boat on that one. Basically. You know how it happened? Bubba's on vacation. That's how it happened. This is what happened. Things fall apart when Bubba goes on vacation. <laughs> He's been on vacation this entire month, so things have really been falling apart. <laughs> it is once again. He was here last week, and that was it. <laughs> it was the summer of Bubba. Summer of Bubba. Once again. But let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. And look, we all know the big stories we just heard. It's around Anthony Richardson and when he is going to be the quarterback. Can't he? We were talking about this yesterday. Uh, in relation to C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans. You like to see the young quarterback learn on the job. And I agree to a point that that is invaluable. But, Mm. But when we have seen young quarterbacks who only started for a year or has a general lack of experience on the college level coming to the NFL, they have all of the tools, but that's the case I always feel like you need to err on the side of starting him a day too late than a day too early because those guys, without, let's say, 30 games of experience in college football, I think it becomes a trickier mountain to try to scale, a curve that they are working with. Well, the only time I can get on board with that is if you have another quarterback that that can give you a more competent play at the position. Right, that 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 would be the thing. Like, if, if you're telling me that Gardner Minshew represents a better option than Anthony Richardson in order to win games in 2023 for the Indianapolis Colts, then I'd be all for it. I just don't believe that to be the case. And listening to our beat reporter talk about the projection for the Colts this season, there shouldn't be a quarterback battle in training camp. Based on everything we know about what Anthony Richardson is supposed to be from the physical tools that he has and the acumen that he showed on the whiteboards in the pre-draft process, couple that with Shane Steichen and his ability to put a scheme in place that accentuates all of the gifts that Anthony Richardson has, there shouldn't be a battle in training camp at the quarterback spot. There just shouldn't be. There are things that Anthony Richardson can do that Gardner Minshew can only dream about. 
and it is the job of the head coach, and it's the job, quite frankly, of Gardner Minshew and all the other quarterbacks and the quarterback coach in that room to get Anthony Richardson to a place where he can go out there and execute the offense week one of the regular season. So I get that they have to have an open competition for the optics of it, but if we're being real about this thing, Anthony Richardson is your day one starter. I I don't know that I would say that Richardson has the highest ceiling of all of the quarterbacks. You know I'm a C.J. Stroud guy. But I do think he's got the lowest floor. I think it can turn ugly. And the reason I think that is the accuracy. We saw it be a big problem last year. Uh, Less than 50% completion in five games at Florida last year. In five games. That number is really going to stick with me until I see that his accuracy has improved greatly. Well, there were a lot of drops last year in Florida, too. And and we've seen quarterbacks in recent memory improve on their overall accuracy. Josh Allen, that was the knock on him coming out of Wyoming. He wasn't an accurate quarterback. And year after year, we've seen him improve in that regard. So it's not as if you can't improve accuracy if you have the proper coaching. But that's why a lot of this falls on their head coach, Shane Steichen. But the Colts had to get out of that cycle of going after retread quarterback after retread quarterback. They had a span where they started five new quarterbacks in the beginning of the season in five straight years. So I just that had to change, and Anthony Richardson represents that change, and hopefully he can offer them stability at that at that at that position for the foreseeable future. But as far as the culture concerned this year, I mean it's all about trying to get Anthony Richardson's career off to the very best start, and they're going to need a strong running game behind Jonathan Taylor and a strong defense in order to do that, and they have the pieces in place for those things to be the case. Okay, just quickly. The over-under on the Colts' win total, six and a half. In that division, are you tempted to take the over? No. Neither am I. By the way, that's plus 104 at Caesar Sportsbook for under six and a half. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Just a little while ago, our Mark J. Spears confirmed the Boston Celtics and Jalen Brown have agreed on a five-year Supermax extension worth up to $304 million. The, <laughs> the richest contract. A year. The richest. Million a year. The richest contract in NBA history. Wow. Oh my God. Wow. Boy, business is booming in the NBA. Big fella, $60 million a year? Who needs to hit the Powerball? You get $60 million a year. He just hit the Powerball. He had already hit it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That is incredible. It is a great day in the Brown family today, in the Brown family being people related to Jalen. It is a great day for them. Do you three hundred million over five years? And if I'm not mistaken, big fella, there's a trade kicker in there too. So yeah. if they move him, then it, it gets bumped up another what ten, fifteen percent? I think it's a ten percent trade kicker automatic. It's oh either ten or fifteen. God. You're right. Oh my gosh! So think oh. about that's where I was actually going to go, because if we get to this point with Jalen Brown, what have we been talking about all along? We expected him to sign a super max extension, but. Is he going to be in Boston long-term? Now, for me, 
The Celtics right now, until something happens with Damian Lillard, they are absolutely the favorites in the Eastern Conference. I love the Porzingis move. I know people are going to talk about the Marcus Smart thing. I I know you're going to miss him. I don't know that you're going to miss him that much, comparatively speaking, to what you have. But is Jalen Brown going to be happy long-term in Boston? That's my question. And I knew he was going to go get the money, but are we going to be talking about in two years forcing his way out? Well, I think the answer to that question will be how the Boston Celtics fare this season, right? Does Kristaps Porzingis fit in a little bit better in terms of giving them what they need in the way of rim protection and somebody that could be a big and pick-and-pop situations, high pick-and-rolls? I mean, I guess on paper it makes sense. The thing that concerns me the most about the Boston Celtics is the chemistry issue. When you got rid of Marcus Smart, you got rid of the heart and soul of that team. Mm. You got rid of a guy that would push back on some of the things um, that he didn't like when it came to what Joe Mazzula was trying to do. We heard him be openly critical of the Celtics offense and talking about how they didn't have a lot of structure to what they were doing, how guys didn't understand it. I wonder where the player leadership comes from on that team now that he's out of that locker room. And I wonder what that means in the way of leadership when things get tough. Mm. I I don't understand that part of it, and I think it remains to be seen. The organization is probably hoping that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum fill that leadership vacuum in the locker room, but that remains to be seen. We've been saying that a long time about those two guys, and it it hasn't come to fruition. So that will be the thing that will tell the tale as far as whether or not the Celtics will actually be able to hang on to Jalen Brown for the life of this contract. But you know what? Where but, does the leadership in that locker room come from? But most of the time when I've read his comments, I've taken it more about the city of Boston, too. Does he particularly like it there? I haven't necessarily gotten the feeling that he's been in love with that either, and we'll see if that's going to be a factor, too. 888-SAY-ESPN, well, 888-729-3776. I mean, can't he, if you look at it that way... I I would wonder if that plays a big role in his decision-making. Well, I mean, I think the city of Boston loves winners, right? And if the Celtics don't win, if they don't realize expectations, then who's going to get the blame? Mm-hmm. It ain't going to be Joe Mazzulli. He just got there. Yep. It, it ain't, it, it ain't going to be the front office. It, it's going to be Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And I'm pretty sure those guys are tired of being targets. So, yeah, I could, I could get why you would feel a way about the city of Boston because they keep blaming you for the team coming up short, not realizing that you're a big reason why the team is in the position that they're in in the first place. So I think that relationship between the player and the city changes if the Celtics realize their expectations and have success at the highest level. If they get to and win an NBA Finals, then all of a sudden all is well ends well with Jalen Brown staying with the Celtics. If they don't, then I think everything is on the table, including him being out of there next summer. All right, let's squeeze in a couple of calls real quick. Mordecai, up next, ESPN Radio. Mordecai, what's up, bud? Yes, hey, thanks for taking my call. How are you doing, guys? Good. Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, real quick, um, I'm certainly not in favor of the contract that uh, that Saquon got uh, from the Giants. In particular, the incentive uh, deals. I, I, I think it's I think it's like a trap. It seems to me like the Giants are setting a trap for the guy. If he's going to go chasing those incentives, 
he might get himself hurt. And then, and then where does that leave him? Yeah, but so it, but here's, here's why that I'm not worried about that as much. It's because <laughs> the Giants were smart enough to tie them making the playoffs to that as well. It's not just about making the numbers. He has to go, and he has to play well, and the team has to have success. That's why, can't he? this is a sucker's deal that Saquon signed. It really is. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. The player signed it, and so I, I, you know, I can only get so upset about it because he said it's good enough for him and his family, so that's what we're going to roll with. But I, I just don't think that it leaves a lot of room for him to be disgruntled this upcoming year, and I don't think it leaves a lot of room for future running backs to negotiate because if you can pigeonhole Saquon Barkley into taking this kind of proposition, a one-year deal where the team absolutely has zero risk, then what is that saying about what happens with future running backs? What happens with Jonathan Taylor from the Colts? What happens to J.K. Dobbins from the Ravens? Like, what happens to those guys when they become due for contracts? I, I just I don't think they're in a good spot. What happens to Josh Jacobs in his stalemate with the Las Vegas Raiders? Like, Saquon Barkley being one of the marquee running backs in the league, accepting this kind of deal, is sending a message that running backs have no options but to accept the peanuts that the teams give them. Now, I know I use that peanuts term loosely. It's all relative in terms of what people make, but that's what the state of affairs is for the running back spot. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.